Hey, I'm a director. <laughs> Places, everybody. I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I'm the dude. I'm kind of a big deal. Houston, we have a problem. You talking to me? You talking to me? Keep your friends close, but your enemies, enemies closer. closer. Uh, words to live by. Hello, Greg Russell here with the Greg Russell Movie Show, and we are all set to just, just continue to have more fun. We have fun every time we're here. This is always a great time, a yeah. great atmosphere, great feel. Movie mom Jody, hi. as always. Hi, hi. And Ian's here. Howdy. We're talking about all types of movie stuff. Tony over there in the corner, he's the strong, silent type. I'm here, yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm strong and I'm silent, so uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we were talking during uh, right before we started this show just about the difference between actually shooting a movie on film as compared to digital now. I mean, everything nowadays is digital. You know, they shot that way because then it can be, you know, edited on your computer. You know, to an extent, it makes it easier. But then, you know, you can also do the special effects and everything right there. Well, back in the old days, it was actually shot on this stuff called film. And it would have sprocket holes, you know, on like each side. Four perforate. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah 30, <laughs> 35 millimeter coat. Yeah, yeah four perforate. Yeah. Yeah. Sprocket really the word? Sprocket holes? The, the, they call it that. It's perforation. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we just go, yeah, the sprocket. Yeah. Is that when you were a kid, Dad? Well, there's so yeah. many different yeah. kinds. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know, there's 8 millimeter, 16 millimeter, mm-hmm. 35 millimeter, and they have that 75 millimeter, which is like the true IMAX and yada yada. But yeah, no, I had my first, like we were just talking about, I just had my mm-hmm. first experience producing something with actual film, and it was very, we ran out of film. So we actually have one more shoot date. But it was a really cool, I mean, so we had 5,400 feet of film yeah. um, for three days of shooting. So I talked to my old, my uh, production teacher, and she used to like actually work out in Hollywood, and she's like, we used to order that for a day right. of shooting. I was like, oh, I feel a little better now. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really cool experience. And where do you find it? I mean, the photo map's gone, so you can't Kodak. get it there. I mean, Amazon okay. probably has so, it. I didn't even check him, but we ordered for, so actually oh, it was really cool. My so. school my school um, hooked me up with a student uh, email so that we could get a student discount. Oh, okay. Um, so we ordered it from Kodak. We got full. We were wow. going to do short ends originally, awesome. which is like leftover film yeah. stock. And But no, it was actually with a student discount to order it from Kodak. It was super cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, super cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, and now we actually, we just, um, we're waiting for it to come back from Photochem um, out in LA and they're doing the digital processing of it. We're going to get it back on a 4K hard drive and yeah that's great i'm excited wow because yeah, I've, I've actually got an eight millimeter editor at home wow, that's funny and it is it is kind of funny every once in a while, i don't use it anymore but i'll put like one of the old movies that we have that's funny. just to like well that so that was actually the only other experience in film was when i went to columbia in chicago okay um one of our projects because i got no other if i got into a pilot program so if i didn't get into that i wouldn't have touched anything equipment wise but i got to learn how to load and use an eight millimeter bolex okay so that was cool Oh, cool. I don't know when I'm ever practically going to use it. Right, that, if you're ever going to you're ever going to use it again. Yeah. But I know wow. how to do it in the dark in a bag, mm-hmm. so I can't you can't like cuz you can't look. Right, it's right. all in the dark. It has to be done without looking, so it's like wow. And did you see the documentary called Spielberg on HBO? Yes. Okay. I finally watched that. Okay. It was great. So, I know you had to enjoy the fact that's how he started. You know, he had his parents' 8mm camera. Yep. And I just yeah. love the fact, the vision that he had as a kid, making those bombs. Yeah. No, you know, I, I where um, the explosions were in the ground. I mean, there weren't real bombs, Jody, but it was just it, that was ingenious. The, the, I don't know. I, I relate a lot more to Kevin Smith in terms of how he started. I, I mm-hmm. love that he like he was going to school, dropped out, mm-hmm. maxed out a bunch of credit cards, and made clerks where he worked. 
at night. Uh-huh. I did not know that. That's mm-hmm. a pretty cool story. Yeah, right? That was but the right that's choice. That's why Clerks is like the holy grail of yeah. indie filmmaking because right. he made it at night while he was working on his credit cards and it was oh. black and white. And huh. mm-hmm. What oh. year was that? The reason why I asked oh, God, what year was Clerks? It is because... Something. Okay. Then probably in the 80s, Robert Townsend did a movie called Hollywood Shuffle. Okay. And he did, when I say the same thing, no one would give him any money in Hollywood. And so he went out and he got like, you know, 10 credit cards. Mm-hmm. And like you said, maxed them all out, Whoa. you know, to make this movie and just prayed. And, you know, fortunately for him, it did become a big hit, mm-hmm. you know, that year. But yeah, it was that same thing about, okay, when they keep sending those things in the mail. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll do this. It well, just, so it's either, it's either A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back is the biggest independent film of all time. Oh, wow. Technically, because mm-hmm. it's Lucasfilm and then Fox just dis- distribution. Right. I think. If not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because Lucas, yeah, that was his own stuff. And mm-hmm. even like I was telling somebody over the weekend, they were talking about old movies. And of course, Gone with the Wind comes up, which, like they said, if you were to break it down now, money wise, mm-hmm. that would be the biggest money maker time, you know, yeah. of all time. And somebody said, yeah, that was MGM. And it's like, no, actually, it was David O. Selznick. It was a, his production who did it. MGM just distributed the yeah. movie. And it was pretty easy, though, because David O. Selznick was married to Louis V. Mayer's daughter. Well, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so he had to kind of do that. Other than that, it would have been yeah. a very awkward Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that money you owe me. <laughs> those right. millions of dollars. That's right. I just gave you the biggest movie of your entire career right. that right. we shot on film. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. You know. It's it's uh, because of how easy it is to get the technology nowadays. Any you know, everyone does digital, and you can't run out of digital. Right. You know, there's then I mean, you can like maybe fill up a memory card, but then you dump it and you have a new memory card. Mm-hmm. You know, film you run out of. <laughs> and, and again, you made me think back. Yeah, when I was in college, I mean, I remember editing with a razor blade. You know, for audio and <laughs> we don't, all that. We don't have to do that. Yikes. Oh yeah, it was always terrible. It was kind of like because you'd always make a mistake. And you go oh, back and my listen. hands are shaky as hell. I totally screw up. Are you kidding me? I could not be an editor with actual film. That's nutty. But Plus, even... I'd, I'd be like Fight Club, where they just throw the penis in there in one frame. <laughs> <laughs> totally, just I would just throw random frames of things in there. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, just, just to screw with it's people. It's like subliminal messages. Let's mm-hmm. yeah, see if anybody can catch it real quick. Mm-hmm. It's on real quick. Yeah, it's creepy. But now they have apps. Kids can make films. Oh yeah, and they have no concept. Truly, like my kids don't know what I had access to as a kid. Did you have TV? What? <laughs> Mom, was it black and white? I'm like, what is wrong with you? Go read a history book. We had we had the radio. What's we going didn't on? even have right. TV. Like, I had a transistor radio. Like they we, we really played with marionette puppets. They just feel I, and truly though, looking at the way technology has mm-hmm. done an explosion, mm-hmm. they have no concept. Right. Or even yeah. you know what their grandparents had access to. No, I feel and... very fortunate because I was I was like the la- I grew up without a lot of that, yeah. and then I grew up with it. So like I remember getting our first computer and had dial up, and you couldn't be on the internet oh, gosh, if, yes. if if someone was on the phone unless you had a second line, and you only had a second line if you were like ooh, yeah. you know really well off. Or Did whatever. you have and... the uh, was it the Atari twenty six hundred computer? Do well, you remember no, was that before so you? I'm, You're no, a little too. So young. here's the thing though: is my uncle gave me all of his old stuff. So I have his, oh, yeah? I have his ColecoVision, I have his yeah. television. Yeah, it's just my faith. I have his original his original Pong. Yes, with the yeah the two knobs. Oh yeah, no, I I'm a weird 27 year old. I grew up watching, but you're eclectic and you appreciate that. Oh stuff. no, I, I grew That's up watching cool. like the Snorks and the Smurfs, wacky races. Right? Did you have you heard of that game? It's like a pioneer game. My son was playing it. Oregon at Trail. Oregon Trail. Like, he goes, like Mom, from like, I died from of like 20 something years ago. Yes. That game is they're playing dark. it again. Pla- Oregon Trail. You die of freaky weird things. Oh, and yeah. He came home from school and he was like, Yeah, um, Billy hit his head and then <laughs> That's popular. And then again? his other friend Roman got bitten by a snake and died. But it's then like your he, wife got an infection. 
direction. He's he gone. Goes, what is that one diary <laughs> or, trail? Oregon Trail was it's the game Oregon I would trail. play when I went to the library. Yes. I'm going to have to download As like a seven-year-old. It's very sinister. And you, like Tony said, you will just die. Everyone dies. Yeah, you, they, can't, yeah. you can you die. Can't There's no escape. I don't know oh, anyone who's yeah. ever won that no. game. And then whatever name you put into the game shows up on your tomb, like a gravestone. Liam's name was <laughs> Liam Super Sexy. I'd be like, what? You're in school. He goes, yeah, but you should have seen my tombstone, Mom. It pops up and it said, Liam's super sexy. <laughs> All his friends were like, yeah, Liam. So that's what's happening. And how does Liam? I'm like, he's 11. Okay. Yeah. But I said, what about your teacher? He goes, he wasn't standing there. He doesn't see it. They don't know what's happening. <laughs> he's got it figured out. He knows. <laughs> Plus, they're letting him play Oregon Trail during, cla- during class. During class. Wow. Wait. Yeah, we it was part of the curriculum. Wow. That was all we had. Right. Isn't that awesome, though? He came home yesterday. I was dying for school. Yeah, Oregon Trail. I didn't even know there was a thing again. Birmingham Schools. I had that on a floppy disk. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right? You had to wait for it to download. I mean, she's in there. Oh, God. (laughs) Everyone loves Oregon Trail. She's playing it in fifth grade. (laughs) It's scary, though, because you know you're going to die, but you just don't know how. But yeah, no. I, like I, life. I, I remember uh, Math Blaster. I had that on floppy disks. You'd be reminded of that. Yeah, for school, I had Math Blaster, cool. and then I remember L, the AOL disks would come in the mail. Oh yeah, every yes. every couple oh, months with the six point one or the six point three, and, and yeah, was like, the, I am so cool. And then there was Napster, Napster. Oh yeah, good. that was the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. We still have a computer at home. Filled with all the old Napster. I just found my music? old hard drive. The there. Napster yeah. music. I, I used to, that, yeah, that yeah. big lawsuit mm-hmm. and all that. Okay, Freaking yeah. Metallica. No, it's funny though. I feel like if the music industry had looked at what Napster was doing back then and kind of just got with it, yeah, right, never would have had the huge collapse. Everyone had. Right. used Napster. Right. Nope. Was that, that before did. your time, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. It's okay. Well, there's Napster. Napster what the heck is that? I had, I had LimeWire. Lime LimeWire. <laughs> oh, that's a different channel. That is but. a totally different thing. <laughs> no, yeah. It was, so I got to grow up with technology. I, you know, like, yeah. I remember I got my first, like, cell phone. And it was the one, that Nokia phone that had Snake on it that everyone had. That I everyone had. Nokia, had. But, yeah. like, it was literally just like that. It was like a little, they had different colors. Mm-hmm. There was, like, the same model. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. I used to have like a Dr. Evil cell phone that was like, blue. <laughs> I couldn't hold it on my shoulder. That's how small it was. I always if wanted it was, that. If it was uh, too small. I always wanted that Matrix oh phone. Gosh, so you know, the phone that like slid open. Right. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, they're yeah, making yeah. a new one of that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. My I first that. phone was a bag phone. That was yes. actually attached in your car and it was called portable. You had to put that and antenna like, on top yeah, of your car. Yeah, it looked car. like luggage. You're carrying this thing. <laughs> my my yeah, grandparents really had yes. uh, in their Jeep, oh. they had a phone in their car. And it was oh, like yeah? the coolest thing ever when I was a kid. It was a man bag. And phone. My, my best one, though, was the Michael Douglas Wall Street phone. Oh, yeah. That brick looking thing <laughs> yes. where, again, you're walking going. With the antenna? Yeah, always the antenna. Portable. This is really good. The thing weighed Amazing. like 20 pounds. Yes. And you could only die. I mean, it was a phone, and the phone bills were like. God, well, you pay per minute odd, back then. Right. There were no packages. Right. Oh, yeah. Because my son was asking me when I was in college, why didn't you talk a lot on your phone? I'm going, no, the phone was for emergencies. Like, you run off the side of the road, mm-hmm. you get out your phone and start cranking it. Oh, I got to make a call. <laughs> Hope I can get a signal. <laughs> yeah, he's like, didn't people call you? I'm like, I don't even know if it had a phone number. It probably they did. They did, but we didn't know. Why would we I give know? out my so, number? So few people horrible. had them back then. My number was like nine. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 37. You're in the top it, 100. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. That's how you know you made it. Right. You got. Mm-hmm. The, I was 82. Wow. Was yeah. my they change your number based on your popularity. Right, right. One. I'm yeah. number one now. I, I was 47. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 13. Okay. Five dollars <laughs> a minute. Know. 
It was awful. But it is amazing how things have changed because I thought about this actually yesterday. I was filling out some form online. And I just remember how in the old, old, old days, you know, you'd have to call up a business, you know, say over the phone to get something going. And they would always ask, you know, what is your home number? Meaning, what is that landline number Mm -hmm. in your home? That's not even an option now. It's just cell number. Yeah. I don't have a landline, Greg. No? No. Oh, wow. No landline. I don't either. Oh, we just have, you do? Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. He's going, no, you got one minute, guy. <laughs> He's going, yeah, I've got a landline. I'm yeah. on land, and I'm doing on my line there. It's like there's a phone in my house. I do have a landline. I've never used it once. <laughs> no, so you don't even know the number. No, actually, no, it, there's a show called Episodes. Have you ever watched Yeah. That? There's one part, okay. like four seasons in, where all of a sudden their house phone rings, and they all just go, what is What's that? that noise? Yeah, What's like we've happening? lived here for three years now. Right, my kids have not ever no? really had a landline phone. I have to bring them over one day, and that'll scare the crap out of they them. They don't know what, what is that? They don't know what hanging up the phone literally. No, means. yeah, and they don't know how to answer a phone. They I'm have no li- etiquette. They literally oh, yeah. hang up the phone though. Physically, yeah, and, yeah and I know. They don't know thing. what this means either. No. No, Hold down your window. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Making milk? Yes, we are. But we're going to be making some more fun with movies coming up. You're listening to the Greg Russell Movie Show. We'll be right back. I think you meant butter. You said Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams. For unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content, welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. You guys go to NewRadioMedia.com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? I'm the dude. I'm kind of a big deal. Houston, we have a problem. You talking to me? You talking to me? Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. Why so serious? Why so serious? I always love that line. You're... 
Okay, you're, this is the Greg Russell movie show, and I never oh geez, see that. no. Uh, we were talking oh, about man. exercise equipment, <laughs> and just how weird some of the stuff. This is going into Jody's realm. I'm sorry. Uh, some of the weird stuff that you can get. It started with you because you were going like this. And you All right, said, I kind of screwed up. Milk? And and said, because no, that leads to that. Because <laughs> you started apparently doing butter churn. I've never been on he a date before, but apparently, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do this For on sure. a date. Don't no. roll your hair. Yeah, I'm like pretty that. sure if I went on a date and just started out, I'm doing this in front right. of her at her hey, table, it'd be a really quick date. Right. Punching bag. <laughs> well, the shake weight, you know. Yeah. That came out. That was a thing. Pretty. You know, they, they marketed that. So was Tickle Me Elmo. To a silly Oh, yeah. Crowd. That's still a thing. Wow. Anyone else? I think that's really creepy. Really? Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah. The whole thing, is. especially with the whole thing about the guy who was the puppeteer of Elmo. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, now it's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was sitting there like, we should make a toy called Tickle Me Elmo, and just really creepy? No. I'm sorry if I'm ruining Tickle Me Elmo no, for everyone. No, right? Because, yeah, my kids <laughs> used to have one, and that's it's gross. It was a big yeah. holiday Why are gift? so many guys so perverted? Why is this the world? Stop it, Bill Cosby. You made me sad. I'm hurting inside. That was one of my favorite shows Why ever. Why you got to blame it on Bill? <laughs> it's just, he's just what's up right now in the, in the news. There's you know? so many. Right now the actual, well, well, I mean, everything though... that's going on, but like so many pervs out there. Mm-hmm. Stop being a perv. Just stop. Just hide your Hear that, Tony? Just stop Tony, being stop a perv. perving over there. She's looking right at you. Uh, she's right at you. Tony. Probably not Tony, but no, no, Tony's too good. I'm a good guy. I feel like I feel like it's over fifty percent of guys are pervs. Well, speaking of which, we've got one on the line, Jeff Howard uh, from Vegas. Hey, Jeff. What what kind of craziness is this? Best Jeff, welcome to the had. Greg Russell Movie Show. Oh, You're on with Movie Mom Jody. Plus, Ian's here. Tony's here. Everybody else is here. How you doing, man? Man, you got your own podcast. Yeah, I'm glad That's to. insane. I'm glad to have you on, man. Jeff and oh, I. My pleasure. Jeff and I go way back. Jeff, uh, tell them a little bit about all the stuff you do. Uh, well, Greg and I were both janitors at a high school here in Las Vegas and Detroit. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If I, I don't get a raise, I may so be going back to that <laughs> job soon. So. I'm just so glad to be on your show, man. It's just so much fun. Uh, I'm a film critic uh, out here in Las Vegas. Uh, this is my 23rd year. Wow. Uh, I went to uh, UNLV uh, and I uh, studied film, and then I fell into a, a movie review show in the communications department. So I switched to communications after my film degree and studied journalism and television production. And uh, as soon as I graduated, I just started on all local TV here and uh, just uh, – I met Greg in London when I went to London for the first time. Mm-hmm. We did a set visit for a movie called The Thunderbirds, which bombed. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, but we just had the best time because we were That's a week funny. in London mm-hmm. and we were on the famous Pinewood Studios lot, the yeah, James we Bond soundstage. Cool. So the it James was great. Bond stage. That was. And you know what's so ironic, Jeff? Like Jeff said, that, that was my very first trip to London. That was, what, about 15, 16 years ago when we were there. And we stayed, wow. uh, the other funny part, we stayed at a place called the Grosvenor House, which they've since remodeled, so all the rooms are kind of the same. But back then, they were all these individual rooms. Where I had this great big room, which was fabulous. I mean, you could put a party on in there. Jeff had an apartment. and I, <laughs> I, I mean, he, he really did. They gave him an apartment. It had uh, appliances and everything. What? Then other buddy, <laughs> I, had, I had a family room. Mm-hmm. I had a, uh, two bedrooms, a kitchen. And a sitting yeah. area. I mean, it was so. It was bigger than where I was living in at for the time. For how long? We were there for a week. 
That's crazy. Yep. And and Tony, I think, was in a phone booth, wasn't he? He was. He yeah, Tony. Was. And, and it's so funny. He didn't have a toilet. He had to go down up. the hall. <laughs> <laughs> and the hotel was built up right up against all these other major hotels. Right. And I remember my, my first morning there, the next morning because I had jet lag, heading off to the sound stages, out to meet Greg and, and do some interviews. And I stepped out of those old English bathtubs, oh. and I slipped. And I literally went up in the air like in Home Alone. You know when those guys go up? Mm-hmm. And so I'm laying, I'm laying on the floor naked, thinking to myself, oh, my God, I've been London for the first time. I'm here for over a week. Did I break my leg? Did I break something? And then after I sat there, I kind of looked up, and then people were looking at me from the next hotel. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Take so a like, picture, darling. All right, George. We'll get that for you. That's how great, that's how great trips start. That that's right. Literally. That's right. And now, uh, Jeff, you did something really special over the weekend. Tell us about it that involved Turner Classic Movies. Absolutely. This is uh, my eighth year going to the Turner Classic Movies uh, Classic Film Festival in Hollywood, California. It is four days for classic film lovers where they schedule classic films, Q&As, uh, uh, you know, uh, lectures. And it was just, again, just one of the best years ever. And they, they did some really special events. And what were some of the things that went on and what were some of the films you saw? Uh, well, the opening night gala, the red carpet this year, was the 50th anniversary of the producers uh, from oh, Mel Brooks. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah. So not only was the movie restored, uh, but it was uh, Mel Brooks was there, and he spoke for about an hour, oh. did Q&A and everything. I'm I know. So oh, gosh. <laughs> Are you going to that? <laughs> and he was there no. last year. He did it for high anxiety. So wow. he did that last year. And he, here's the real crazy thing, Greg. Yeah. As soon as he was done with that, the next day, he was in Las Vegas for two days at the Wynn Hotel doing his one-man show. Oh, jeez. Wow, that's cool. I, I want to yeah, see Yeah, so him the guy's so in his 90s, and he's still going. That's amazing. You've just become Ian's new hero. Yeah. Mel Brooks is like, <laughs> he's up there for me. Yeah. Some of the other highlights, my favorite that I was looking forward to over the course of the festival was the 20th anniversary screening of The Big Lebowski. <laughs> There we go. You're out of your uh, element. Uh, 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 you, Donnie. Well, you know about our thing last week here in Detroit, the Wine and Recline with Greg Russell? Where we, yes, yes. And we had the Big Lebowski last week. Jody got to see it for the first time. That was my second really? time. Oh, second time. Okay, second but, time. Oh, I made the uh, mistake of letting my 11-year-old watch it. <laughs> so he's bleeping, self-bleeping at home now, <laughs> repeating the lines from the movie. At least he's bleeping. Yeah, he's bleeping. that's true. true. That's true. That's he can just walk around going, yeah, you, Well, no, he would yeah. not. No, I'm just saying. You have to use so many curse words. <laughs> yeah, there's a few in it. A couple. Well, the best part about not just watching the Big Lebowski at the famous, you know, Grauman's Chinese Theater with, a, you know, 900 other fans, Saying every line in unison. Right. That, uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges was there, and he came out oh. and spoke for about an hour with Ben McElroy, you know, doing a Q and A. Yeah. So and he talked about. Show. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. He talked about the costumes, you know, that from the that he wore, where his actual wardrobe, his boxer yeah, well, shorts, yeah. his actual underwear. Cool. I said you've interviewed yeah. him like I have before. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's always wearing. Yeah, I'm just gonna like he, he'll and only he tell you I'm the movie. dude. He, he hasn't seen the movie in a while. Oh, so wow. He stayed with all of us and watched the movie. He said it's been about seven or eight years. So that was that was the most exciting. That's also, cool. The Exorcist, they screened in a new digital print. Okay. And, and uh, William Friedkin was there. Oh, and he got to speak. And, and he stood for like an hour and a half and just told some of the greatest stories about how they got Mercedes McCambridge to do the voice of the, of the demon and about how 
how people around the world, especially religious figures, you know, when they when they get called to do an exorcism, they think it's not real because the, their head's not spinning around and floating <laughs> in the air. And he, goes, he goes, we made that up. You're, you're, you know, <laughs> we made all that up. That That's doesn't funny. really happen. It's a movie. <laughs> yes. Thank God that doesn't Also, happen. Animal House, oh. 40th anniversary. Man. Uh, so they had the remaining cast there, plus John Landis. Also a screening of Bullets. You know, with Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen and that Mustang from Detroit. That's cool. Yes, and not only that, Jacqueline Bissett was supposed to be there to talk, and she canceled the last minute because oh, wow. of a family problem. Hmm. Oh. And then Cicely Tyson was there. She got her hands in the in the cement for the ceremony, oh. and she was there to speak for her movie Sounder, which I saw as a kid. I loved in the theater. Jeez. And here's a really fun thing: the whole mecca, the the the, the heart of the festival is at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, where they have the first Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. So everything is out of there. The lectures, the uh, it's ground zero for everything. And in the back there, they have this giant pool. And every night they would do a, um, a curbside pool screening. So they did Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D. Oh, geez. They did Them, the giant ants. <gasps> yeah, it was just so much fun. Ian, go have a cigarette. Also- As- <laughs> I'm looking at him over there going, <laughs> And it's the people you meet, and the, one of my le- the legends there that I met is Leonard Maltin. He's there every oh, year. Yeah. He speaks. He's the sweetest guy in the world. Everything I've learned about classic animation and film comedy, classic film comedy, is from his books, which I still have. And he introduced at the Cinerama Dome over there on Actually, Sunset. Yeah. We saw Grand Prix uh, with um, James Garner and Eva Marie Saint, uh, who was there to speak uh, when they introduced the film. Fantastic. Jeff, is it always the yes. same time each year? Because it Ian, is. Ian's it's already over there on his phone. Trying planning to my next year. It is yeah, like, it's... okay, Greg, yeah. Jody, there's, there's me, some... Tony, Elsie, everybody else. So, okay, we're all set. I need to figure I out. I think that blew us all away there. I think I need to figure yeah. out how to get was... to New York in six days, though, for Mount Price. <laughs> right. You know what? What? There's surprises, too, because they have midnight screenings. They did Line of the Living Dead, a restored print, and Simon Pegg showed up to introduce it. Wow. Oh, man. Isn't that cool? And real quick, <laughs> Phantom, and listen to this, Sunset Boulevard, because yeah. it's William Holden's 100th birthday this month, so they showed a screening of that. Heaven Can Wait, we had Buck Henry and oh. Diane Cannon that were there to speak before the movie. And then to end the festival, you ready for this? We're all the sitting down. Okay, the 1925 Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney. Yeah. It was silent, but they had a full orchestra playing the music through the entire film. Oh, man. That's so cool. Yeah, Je- so I had the best time this year. Jeff, we just had the best time in this- here listening to what you were saying. <laughs> wow. And I and I met people from all over the world, you mm-hmm. know? So it, it, it's hard to get people excited about classic film if you're not a film fan. And, right. I mean, I just had the best time. Four days. I was literally, Greg, I was literally going into one screening, leaving, getting in line, getting and right back to the same seat about four movies in a row. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> great. Well, hey, Jeff, we're uh, up against time right now. We enjoyed this, and we are so looking forward to having you back on the show and also getting involved with this next year because everything you mentioned, I mean, yeah. I've never seen more drool. You add Casablanca, and that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And hey, Absolutely, Greg. Well, anytime, anytime you want me on this, just give me a call. I'm, I'm down. And I also have to say this. Ironically, when Jeff had mentioned my first trip to London was his first trip to London, I'm actually going to London this Friday, Jeff. And this, oh, for what? Uh, new Saoirse Ronan movie. And this will be my 32nd really? time I'm going. I'm so jealous. <gasps> I went for my first time last year. Yeah? Mm-hmm. we got to do a show over there, too. And I'll Jeff, you Dublin have to come. in July or June. 
I'll oh. be in Dublin in June. I, Let's I do will. it. All right. I want to come to Detroit. I want to be on set with you. We would love that. That would be fun. We do you have to be a film that. critic to go to this event? No. Anyone can go? Can go? No. Oh, Anyone. Look it up. It's still all the information is still online. All right. Jeff Howard from Las Vegas, thank you so much. Jody Movie Mom, thank you. Thank you. Ian, thank you, Tony. Thank you. Kelsey, thank you. Everybody, thank you. And we had a great time. And we look forward to being back with you on the next Greg Russell Movie Show. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for mm -hmm. the show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video?